couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. So, how's the first day? Make any friends? Yeah, one guy. Sean. He's cool. That's great. Listen, there was a message on the machine today. For me? No, for me, from Joey Jeremiah. Any thoughts? Any idea why he might be calling? You didn't call him. Dad, come on, why would I call Joey? Why would your mother leave a surgeon for a used car salesman, Craig? Or I mean, the mysteries of the universe are infinite to me. Just like Craig's father, Albert. He beats Craiger all the time. Maybe I'm just like Wheels Grandma, Derek. Welcome to the Narbos and Broomhead Show. Boom, 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 boom. That's right. That's right. You tuned in to the Narbos and Broomheads Show. I thought Prince was dead. <laughs> Be just right here, sitting next to me. What's that, what's that, Prince? Oh, he's shaking his head quick sideways. He will not speak. Okay, are you still the artist? And he's nodding. Okay, he's the artist now, so he's in hiding. He's at my house in Torbay. So Prince says hello, and I say hello. My name is Ted Sewa Three, and I brought some friends along. And who shall we jump to? Let's. Who was who was that that masculine voice? Who was that guy? Uh, hi, everybody. I'm assuming it's me. I'm assuming you're not referring to Courtney or Arlo. <laughs> Maybe. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a sausage party. Uh, my name is Alan. I'm in Toronto. We have lots of COVID still, and uh, things are great. Uh, I have a fun story, though, about my social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. And I had an Instagram, or sorry, a TikTok video blow up this week. Uh, so just to kind of put it into perspective, I am uh, playing a different, uh, a couple of different 80s singles like I did on Instagram all of last year. Um, so I feature two singles a day on TikTok, and I kind of play them for 30 seconds and talk a little bit about them. And uh, the views on them have been like 500, 600, 300, you know, somewhere in that range. And then... In the middle of last week, one single that I played is now approaching 
30,000 views. Jeez. Oh my god. This guy's famous so much. And it's crazy. The the most horrible thing about it is it's an it's you know it's 80s and 90s singles. The single that blew up, oh, Do no. the Bart Man. <laughs> Everybody back inside the <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Not Madonna. Uh I, I did one honeymoon suite, not wham, but fucking the Simpsons. So mm-hmm. there you go. Anyways, and of course you're 40 plus on TikTok, so it's just like, oh, 30,000 views. Oh my god, I'm so famous. Am I, am I TikTok famous now? <laughs> uh, at some point, if there's enough, uh, if there's enough followership, I'm gonna just all of a sudden plug the podcast like out of nowhere. <laughs> like I know this isn't the content you come here for, but fuck you all. Uh, anyways, the content you get. Uh, I'm passing it over to Arlo out west. Hello, it's Arlo from Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. I don't have a TikTok because I'm 40 plus and also I share my personal phone with my work phone and I'm worried about people stealing my information. <laughs> It's already happening. It's not just yep. TikTok. It's done. So I can't, I can't follow you on TikTok. Your information? Gone. I mean, <laughs> you're on Facebook. Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true, I am. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say right now. We're the freaking COVID capital of Canada once again this week. So you did it. Ace, aces. <laughs> <laughs> Double peace sign. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to send it uh, over to Ottawa to Courtney. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, as uh, as you all know, this is our one year uh, anniversary episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is both super exciting and also super fucking depressing. Um <laughs> Because I feel like the pandemic is still, like, in the exact same spot it was when we started this shit. Um, But anyways, so glad you guys are all along for the ride. Um, You can follow me on Instagram if you want, Courtney.1293. And in case you haven't checked it out in our Facebook group yet, we have a fun little Instagram filter for you guys to try. Uh, And please share. Share your videos. I think it's a lot of fun. Let us know what you think. Um, you build this all by yourself with no help, right? Yeah, I built it from scratch. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. It was a lot of work. Um, I don't even remember what characters I put in. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what everybody gets when they play along. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Uh, I know a bunch of you guys are watching the auction going on right now with Pat and, and Stace. We ca- I call her Stace. Of course. Well, she she's Arlo's friend now, right? I know. I just for those of you who are not on our Facebook page, I just have to give the biggest kudos and snaps and thank you to our friend Mr. Rube Dog because he sent me a most amazing surprise this week. Um he sent me a video message from Stacy Mystician and she was so kind and it was a really long message and it was amazing and I freaked right out. And it made my entire week. So thank you so much, Rube Dog. You are amazing. You're my hero. The, the name of the app that was used is called Cameo. 
Yes. Uh, so well, I, I I wasn't sure if it was specifically Cameo. I didn't. I don't know. I'm not up on the tech. I think there's. I didn't know if there was different companies that also. Unless, do unless Mr. Rube Dog just texted Stacy and he's like, "Hey, Stace." Well, I think they do it through the Degrassi <laughs> tour site too. Like, I think they have that on offer on the tour site as well. So I wasn't sure, but the the this the the situation is the, the same idea as Cameo, whether it was Cameo or not. But. Um, but thank you so much, Rube Dog. It was so nice. It's it just it brought so much joy and sparkle to my life. And I mean, what else can you ask for, really? Thank you so much. Well, Stacy could come on this podcast. <laughs> How did yes. your husband feel about it, Arlo? Um, he, I think that it gave him a chubby. I'm oh. not sure. <laughs> hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. We just got a bonus audio message from Stacy. Uh. Let me just hit the play button here. God. Dear Arlo's husband, I want to have a three-way with you and Arlo, but if Arlo can't make it, that's also cool. Love, Stacy. Whoa. Watch some Holy of my workout shit. videos. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So there you go. And now if Stacy wow. hears that, she'll never come on the podcast. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a gift. Wow. Um, should, yeah, that's the reason why she's never going to come on. That's right. <laughs> I should mention to anybody listening to the podcast version of this, which most of you are, uh, we are live broadcasting uh, this episode and the next episode on Facebook. So we've got a little room of people who we're interacting with over the course of the evening. So that's why we'll be kind of uh, addressing people and you'll, you know, so you're not confused. And also we are doing this at the same time as the, the Degrassi tour page is doing a live auction. So um, I've already spammed their page and told everyone to come here after the auction is done. <laughs> I mean, in our defense, like we've been using this time slot for a year. So for Pat and Stacy just to swoop in and steal our time slot. Yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck did they have to do, Degrassi? <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. Pretty rude. Pretty rude. Um, before we get too deep into this as well, uh, we obviously need to shout out our, oh, this is going to rhyme, Tyrell, um, one of our favorites, Ooh, yes. created a, uh, a design of one of our completely fucking made up characters on this podcast, Thirsty Radich. And uh, you can check it out in uh, in the Facebook group. It's amazing. Uh, we've also shared it on Instagram as well. And uh Yeah. I've already I, purchased. Me too. I immedi- immediately made an order. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. So Ty- yeah, Tyrell, you're the best. Seriously, it's so good. I it's so it with- amazing. Ty- Tyrell, by the way, if you go to T Y R E L L O U G H E E D or Tyrell Lohead uh, over on Instagram, you will find all of his uh, sketches, and he's got a link to the place where you can purchase the uh, the clothing with the the uh, designs on them, and. Uh, we're we've it's open season for Tyrell to just like take anything we've said on this and sell it and <laughs> make his own money because he's more talented than any of us. So if you have any ideas of things that you'd like from this podcast, feel free to suggest them and we'll make sure that Tyrell gets the the word. I uh, I'd love a Johnny B shirt, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Cartoon cocaine, know. just so much. It's just Johnny B <laughs> and white wild. powder. <laughs> on a mirror with, with allegedly underneath yeah. <laughs> or allegedly could be written in cocaine lines <laughs> yes oh my god 
The uh-huh. talent and creativity of our listeners like never ceases to astound me. Whenever we mm-hmm. get any kind of art, whether it be like audio art or visual art or any of that stuff, I'm just astounded. And you know, again, on this year anniversary, thank you so much <laughs> to our listeners for everything that you've ever created for us it's also amazing if you want to see shanty or a rap tune written for you uh reach out to tim he is on the chat right now and uh he will put that together for you is it that time is it that time so. to jump in yeah we have any other announcements or anything do we no i think we did it all we yeah. did it all and we are here and you know what we're we're here is here is season two and the first epi they call them epis now uh, and it was called When Doves Cry, part one. So this is a two-parter, and this is part one. And part one, this came out in Canada in on September 29, 2002, and in the United States of America in on October 7, 2002, directed by one Bruce McDonald, the man that we didn't get mixed up for other things. <laughs> um, so now that we're finally here and we're doing uh, 80 songs as part of the... Uh, titles for these uh, for these uh, episodes. I just want everybody to know that when Doves Cry is a song by American musician Prince, and the lead mm-hmm. single from Purple Rain, which was uh, a great album and a not as great movie, but still pretty entertaining. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was his. It was one of his biggest hits. It was, uh, I believe, it was his first uh, number one single, and it was number one for five weeks in the United States and the top selling single. Of 1984, so there you well, go. Well, and Purple Purple Rain, I think, was the best-selling album of 1984. It was a big deal. It's a huge, it was it was definitely album. a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. And uh, I'll be talking about these 80s tunes every week now. So I'm very excited Woo. about that. And if you want to hear more about me talking 80s, go to TikTok and follow me at Slip with Five <laughs> Eyes and uh, like do the Bartman because that's what everyone likes. <laughs> Okay, I need. Is it just like the a video of your record player playing "Do the Bartman"? You can go to TikTok and search for "Slip," <laughs> and you will find he, it. He's not giving away free content, Courtney. Yeah, come on. Be like the other thirty thousand people and TikTok. give it a give it a watch. Give it a watch. Okay. Did kill you to do that? Come on. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> we'll see. My contribution to the Prince uh, discussion is that he died on the same day China did. China, the oh, really? wrestler. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because um, I had posted <laughs> when she died, I made this big Facebook post and I was all sad. And then fucking Prince died in the afternoon and I looked real stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can only mourn one person. Yeah. Or you look well, silly. I did. I looked real silly. Anyways, fun <laughs> fact. <sighs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's jump in. How about we all cool off? We what? what where can we go? Ooh, let's go. Let's go with Emma and Joey's kid Angela to the water park, the splash pad. And the first scene we see is Emma and Angela running around, and it's through a lens in black and white. And you can hear the cl- the lens, cl- the shutter snapping shut several times as someone's taking pictures. And Joey's there, too. Mm, you remember Joey, right? I was curious about that. I was just like, why? If Emma's the babysitter, then why is Joey there at this time? And I think it maybe is supposed to be two different days. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to show, like, over time he's been taking pictures over time. Because why would he be there with Emma and what's her name? Angela. 
possibly to protect them from this man snapping the pictures. <laughs> but that's just a theory of mine. I mean, because they, yeah. at the start of the last season, the first season, Emma was also being stalked by someone. So it's just a theme now. The start of every season, someone is stalking Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this brought up Mike Nelson in my mind. (laughs) They introduced these new characters in really creepy ways, like hiding behind bushes, taking photos of children. Uh, Angie, Mm -hmm. by the way, is Joey's daughter. So just... uh... Angela. Angela. Hey, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) And we did find out, or half of the Narbos and Broomheads crew recognized that Angela is one Manny's real-life sister. And I did not know this. Courtney, I believe, did you know this or no? I did not know this. This was, yes. Brand Alan? new information. Uh, I did know that. Didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did know that. Alex Steele. Cassie did. Steele's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cassie yeah, Steele's sister. Well. Yeah. Um, I, what I didn't know, I kind of looked into it a little bit more, and I found out that she will reappear on in the Degrassi franchise later as a totally different character named Tori. Mm, it's amazing. Which I think is kind of a missed opportunity. Like, you know, they, they we know they play fast and loose with the timelines. They could have just had her come back as Angela. Well, they but. went for 14 fucking seasons. Like, by the time the show went off the air, she would have graduated from high school. So they absolutely <laughs> could have brought her on. Yeah. But yeah, apparently she'll reappear as a completely different character named Tori. So, mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this uh, this 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 photographer, he gets noticed or he gets spooked, and he skitters off like a surprised cat into the brush, skitter skitter, and away he goes. Now where does he go? Ooh, we got the supper table. So he goes to the supper table, and corn on the cob with holders. <laughs> what am I in a fancy dining restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, jeez. And we see a sullen, the lead singer of the Headstones, Canada's own, the Headstones, one Hugh Dillon sitting at the head of the table. And he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. And we have one, and Craiger, Craig, we find out, Craiger enters. Would, would you and, say that, that uh, Hugh Dillon is waiting for Craig to smile and wave? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. huh? Well done. Thanks. <laughs> All I remember from the headstones is you got a free CD in a, uh, in a dozen box of most Canadian beer <laughs> back in back in the 90s. They used to give away free CDs from like, I think the real statics and headstones and maybe not a moist CD. It would have been Tea Party, I bet. Like, come on. <laughs> tea Party would have yeah. totally given away free CDs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, I looked at. Hugh Dillon's IMDb and he's uh, in addition to being the lead singer of the headstone he's also been in you know a multitude of television series and things like that nothing that I've ever watched but I'm sure there are people who will recognize his face or whatnot but also it noted that the headstones are a well-known punk band and I was like are they though are they a punk band no I didn't think so either I was like I would classify them as rock (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say they're a punk right. band. No. Well, apparently Hugh Dillon thinks that they're a punk band. Um, just I, just yeah. to kind of, like, I'm at his Wikipedia page here. So, I mean, there's a ton of credits for a bunch of stuff. And a lot I haven't heard of. But a few, like film-wise, 
Uh, he was in Dance Me Outside, Hardcore Logo, Trailer Park Boys, the movie. I mean, those are things that you would have heard of, I think, right? And after Degrassi, uh, he was in a bunch of stuff here too, but uh, he was in Flashpoint. Yes, uh, that's the one. That's yeah. a fairly Canadian show that was on. It seemed that was on for a long time, I think. Yeah, he did Hardcore, one. Uh, Hardcore Logo was also directed by Bruce McDonald, by the way. So and there's did, that connection here. He did one episode of Twin Peaks. So, you know, he's yeah. had a bit of a career. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, for him. It's a nice little, and this is where it all started, though. Beating the shit out of a kid. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I spoiled it in the song, or Prince did. He's sitting <laughs> with me in Torbay, Newfoundland. And he spoiled it by singing What Happens. Well, so. I did. I read somewhere, and I don't... Obviously, this is just some speculation that I read on the internet. So it must be true that um, Jake Epstein really liked... Hugh Dillon's music and recommended him for the part and that led to Hugh Dillon getting the part I don't know if that's true or not I don't know how much clout Jake Epstein has in his first episode yeah like <laughs> like look I'll take this part of Craig on one condition <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, got this C- I got this CD in a box of beer well and uh, <laughs> the actor plays Craig uh, Jake Epstein as well like he's a fairly seasoned actor at this point. Um, he was in the Zack Files for a lot of episodes as one of the main characters, which I never watched, but it was, you know, a substantial children's sci-fi television series. And he was actually in that series with um, Dan Clark's brother. Um, and Dan Clark plays uh, Sean in Degrassi. So it's all in the family. Yeah, um, lots of connections. Well, yeah. he, was, he, was, um, he was also in Designated Survivor, uh, I believe, with um, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. And yeah, he was on Suits as well. Yeah, he's been in later seasons of Suits. And uh, I actually I looked up if he went to Meghan Markle's wedding, and as far as I can tell, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were only in one season together. He came in as she was leaving, so they were in season seven together of Suits. Um, but I. I mean, maybe he went, but I couldn't find any information that said that he did. And he did some Broadway work as well. I say that like a little bit of Broadway work. He actually had some major roles. Uh, He was in Billy Elliot, the musical. He was in American Idiot. And he was the alternate lead for Peter Parker and Spider-Man in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, he's... If you recall, though... (laughs) He, was none it Spider-Man of this... Turn Off the Dark, like, cursed? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, this, uh, if you recall, though, none of this would have happened if he hadn't had the mentorship of Pat Mastrioni, if you uh, watched the Degrassi mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. The, sec- the second saddest scene in, the, uh, in that documentary. <laughs> so we're back at the supper table with Craigers. Craiger enters, and he's late for supper. And due to a... Uh, Due to the good photography, the good lighting, he was late. And Hugh Dillon is not having it. And we have the table cleared of all dishes and food, and it all goes on the floor. So this one mad dad, bad dad, Ted says. And then he walks away. He Hugh Dillon walks away and says, just clean it up. So we're like, okay, we're off to a flying start in this season two. We have the opening. Two new people in the opening. Oh, yeah? I didn't notice. Yep, at yes. the end. 
one Pat Mastriani and Jake uh, Jake Epstein. Yes, yeah. Pat Mastriani is uh, so Joey in the in the show is uh, sponsored the Degrassi school team uh, with jerseys. Oh, yeah. nice! And uh, Craig is taking photos with his camera, so that's how they are introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I still such an odd way to introduce Craig. The creepiest possible way. Like, how can we bring this guy in? I know. Let's have him hiding behind bushes, taking photos of children in their swimsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good idea. Let's do it. It's, it's like, I mean, it's asking me to care a lot about a lot of things that I didn't know about, right? Like, you've been watching for a full season of Degrassi. You turn on season two and it's like, who the fuck's this guy? Who's his psycho father? What's happening? Like, we haven't even established that he's at Degrassi yet, though obviously he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it yeah. was a, it was a weird way to to introduce the character. Agree. Not sure. Not sure who was behind that. Yeah, like you know, Rick talked to Joey for a few minutes in school before his dad beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least What's Joey got a. Joey got a coke out of it when Rick got beat up in the first one. <laughs> like there was a payoff, you know. <laughs> oh, Joey, <laughs> coke. Yeah, like Craig didn't even get his corn on the cob. <laughs> like I said, fancy schmancy. So we're away from these guys. The opening has happened, and we see our favorites. I can't. Uh, I can't say that. I can't pretend. JT and Toby. And they're going into the school and they're discussing how they're giving some exposition. They're explaining the story that uh, Degrassi has expanded. And Toby thinks it's unfair and he's totally against it. Grade 8 was ours. JT is <laughs> talks about more fish in the sea. And he's looking for, quote, hot, sexy, older women, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Just waiting to make him a man, he also says. So, he's <laughs> yes, going, he's, so they're going to fuck him is what he is implying. <laughs> so this has gone from a two grade school to six six grades. I think it's. I'm assuming it's eight to to twelve. Eight, I thought nine, it was 10, seven 11, and twelve. Eight, and it was seven and eight. Oh, I guess there are grade sevens as well. So seven to twelve. Yeah. Sure. I think that's. Of course, that's, right? Yeah. But there's nobody below them. But there's nobody below because Toby and I mean uh, that we Jake, know of. Yeah. Great sevens are nobody's now. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, In any case, like we learned that, of course, at the last minute, the grade eights aren't leaving. And it's because it's an unfortunate uh, instance of not being able to or not using the word shifting population patterns. Like, (laughs) why would you not squeeze that in? It's a running joke. But anyways, (laughs) you should. Um just quickly interrupting, uh, Tim wants to know, Alan, if you donated your Chameleon CD to the auction. Hell no, I had to drive to Hamilton for that. Right? You ain't, <laughs> you're not giving that shit I up. went to the heart what? of the beast to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one more thing I noted about this scene was, what the fuck is Toby carrying? Uh, yeah, it, I was just is say, it like, like an eyeball on a stick? I think it's like an eyeball model. And isn't this... is. I is this the first a, day of school? It's supposed it's attached to his like little tablet Sega Gear shit. And I think it's supposed to be a webcam. And it's on like a proto selfie stick. 
situation, which in this case appears to be some kind of fork. <laughs> there is no, <laughs> there is no payoff here. Like this is not explained. Right? I think no, there isn't. I think that like there was a subplot that got squished or something, but like it's as far as I can tell, it's a webcam. Um, the first thing that I thought of when I saw it, and I don't know if anybody else has seen this movie, my stepmother is an alien. She carries a purse around with this like eyeball that pops out of it, and it's like an eyeball at the end of a snake <laughs> neck. You're just making things wow. up. Like you're just saying words randomly right now. I knew you would say that, so I've already looked up a photo and I'm going <laughs> to share it in the group, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> take that. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. All right, carry on. And we have uh, we have some changes here too. Uh, Toby's voice is a little bit deeper registers, and JT's has not changed at all, and he <laughs> sounds like a cartoon mouse. So, well, yes. and everybody's looking a little bit a little bit older here. I think Toby's rocking a bit of the dirt stash going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's got that. Yeah. So JT says about this whole plan getting an older lady and he says trust me i know it so we hear the phrase trust me again mm. which has been running running throughout so Craiger pulls up Craiger pulls up with his dad or his dad pulls up with him to get dropped off he says he can make it home tonight on time and then <laughs> then albert mr Craiger's dad says good luck today sport <laughs> uh, like he's just like Craig's dad is just fucking with him now, right? Isn't he like calling him sport? Yeah, and he's got like, the uh, he's got the convertible, so we're trying to establish that he is doing well for himself, at least financially and professionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's riding. He got the he got the rag top down, so his hair can blow. <laughs> <laughs> really say yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then Did he as... stop? No, he just drove by. <laughs> And then as as Craig is walking to the school, we have Manny walking up with Emma, and Emma says that she can hear the sound of her heart pounding, and I fucking cringed, because it's just like, oh, like seasons of pain coming up with this. I thought that was Manny who said that. Manny did say that, and I fucking cringed. I'm like, oh, "Oh, God, troubles are brewing. I thought that amount of anger was just reserved for Emma. I wasn't angry. Really... I'm 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 depressed. <laughs> they do try to hammer home very very heavy-handedly that Craig is supposed to be cute. Oh, he's like the sexiest person in the history yeah. of Degrassi, and and yes, it, they'll do this over and over again in these in this episode. Yeah, that's probably part of his contract too. Okay. I mean, Hugh I, Dillon no and sexiest to, Degrassi character ever, please. Like, no, no offense to Jake Epstein, he's a fine-looking dude. I just, as far as being like a dreamboat, I'm not quite buying into it. Well, what are our options here that we've established amongst the Degrassi males so far who we featured? <laughs> yeah, yeah slim, like I think he's pick the best him. so far. Like we've got Spinner, you know, pass Drake. <laughs> All right, like, you know, we know he's going to get rich. He's a fine-looking gentleman, but he's a kid here. He also has beautiful skin. Uh, (laughs) We have Sean. He's a rebel, but he pushes people, like women, when he's in fights. Well, he's also considered to be the the cute one, right? Yeah. 
Um, and Toby and JT. Until now. So it's like, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> Craig is what what is known as what is it a uh, a like medium sized fish in a small pond. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying also, if I'm interpreting correctly, if we played a, a game of uh, a round of marry, fuck, kill, we'd kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. you know, high school boys are kind of awkward, so it's not their fault. Uh, why are why are the <laughs> girls having boxing gloves? Why do, why are they carrying boxing gloves? I started to write that question in my notes, and then I'm just like, I don't even care, and I just didn't even finish <laughs> writing the whole thing. You guys, you guys didn't have boxing class in junior <laughs> high. Mm-hmm. No, no, not not really, <laughs> not officially. <laughs> yeah, I no. don't know. So we have uh, Spinner and Drake, and they're complaining that it's a zoo in the halls, and they're drinking coffee. I don't know. It's like cappuccino or something, I guess. And we see Sean and Drake, and they shoot a glaring looks at each other. Bum bum bum, which is from last season where Sean got with Ashley. She was high, fuck. She was. So we have Sean and Drake. Uh, and then Craig bumps into Sean. And Sean asks if it's due to shifting populations of the grassy that this uh <laughs> this high school if if it's a high school now and school for the blind. Oh my god. I cannot yeah. believe he said that. Yeah, that was you're like, Craig, that's a long walk, man. Or uh, sorry, Sean. Sean. So, Sean says, I'm not blind, just directionally challenged, looking at the ladies as the girls pass by. They and walk by. Like, hey, hey, cutie. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's yeah. what convinces Sean, right? Like, Sean doesn't want to have anything to do with this guy. And then the ladies walk by and they're like, I'm going to suck your dick. And <laughs> Sean is like, All right, I can help him. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> I can hitch my okay. wagon to this guy. Junior yeah. high girls would never be this aggressive <laughs> in a million years. In a million years. I would never have walked by somebody and be like, hey, cutie. Never. <laughs> no. This is not realistic. But you know oh, what is realistic? <laughs> <laughs> so Sean offers to show Craig the lab, and Drake continues his glare at Sean. Okay, we're in Miss Kawan's class, and it's she says that the high school closed down, and they're not prepared for the influx. And of course, who wants to know all the answers to all of the questions? It's Liberty, and she wants to know about student council, the video announcements, and the grapevine. And Kwan says that short term, Degrassi is going to be crowded. So we have set up for that. <laughs> yeah. And again, I know we've already, like, this is so unrealistic and so dumb. Like, oh, we just have to cram four extra grades into this building. <laughs> mm-hmm. No biggie. Beep, boop, boop. Mm. Do, do, do. So we have JT and Toby talking, and JT is yammering on about older women, younger men, very hot. And you go, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Sean walks in late into class. And Emma gives him the OMG face, and he sits next to her. And Quan says people may need to share lockers. So, uh, yeah. I mean, so we shared yeah. lockers in high school. I don't know if anybody yeah, else we, did. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We yeah. did, did until grade, about grade 12. 
like in grade, grade 10 we it. shared lockers but then after that we got our own yeah it's a common thing i had a rage against the machine poster and people are like who the fuck is that <laughs> i'm like <laughs> and i'm like he tom morello he went to harvard and um, <laughs> people are like what the fuck is harvard so yeah is that in newfoundland up. That's in Newfoundland, correct? Yeah, they're like, is that is that how Newfoundland? <laughs> joy, joy, joy. <laughs> what did you have in your What did you have in your locker? I was just trying to think when you said that. Uh, what I and I honestly I can't remember. Probably some weird shit. Yeah. I mm. yeah, I had to share a locker with somebody I didn't like, and I stole her diary once. <laughs> <laughs> mean girl. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Yeah, I know. It was really that. Bad. Yeah, it was really mean. It was really mean to me. You want to read a few passages right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like March Degrassi 2nd, level. I fucking hate my locker buddy. She's a bitch. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's, okay. like, that's literally Degrassi level, like, harassment. Okay. It Give is. It <laughs> yeah. Give you're it right. back. I'm sorry. I hope she's okay. Right now. So they're going to be covering a book called... Pontypool Changes Everything. It's by an author, Tony Burgess, Burris, uh, from 1995. Later on, it was made into a film in 2008. And it was nominated for a genie, which is the Canadian equivalent of the Academy Awards, of the Oscars. Hmm. So, they give little I genie bottles out to people, and you rub them, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Derek. <laughs> like, what? How'd you get in there? <laughs> Your old bag? <laughs> So we're moving on over to Snake's class. And Degrassi, he says, is now 9 to 12. And it's a great opportunity for passing. Uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. And he's passing out locks. Snake slams down the lock next to Craig as because he has his head down and asking if, if it was a late night. He addresses, so all, he addresses yeah. Craig like they've known each other forever. Like he's like, yeah. oh, late night Craig? And I'm like, you. How do you know who that kid is? He wasn't in the school last year. Like, in fact, there's like no fucking st- backstory to this kid. Like, they should have been like, yeah. what do you mean? They should they should like gaslight all of the the viewers and been like, what do you mean he was around all of season one? Like, yeah. At first, I assumed it was because he was maybe a year older. Like, and then the grade tens got added to this school kind of oh, thing maybe. but that is not the case because he's in homeroom with all the other grade nines so that mm. that theory didn't hold water at all <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little weird how like craig is just there now and like snake yeah. knows who he is i mean other students don't it's it's fucking bizarre so i mean maybe pop- they had a meet and greet before before school who knows Oh, actually, Maybe. you know what? No, no, no. You know what? I know why. I know why. No, why? it actually does make it actually does make sense because we're gonna find out uh, Craig's family connections later. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Craig might. Eight. Craig might have a stepfather who is Snake's best friend. <gasps> oh shit! Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you watch the episode and stop halfway through. Or you didn't watch the second, the part two. So all those parts of me questioning what the fuck is going on with Snake knowing him? Ignore that, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Edit it out. We'll edit that out later. Yeah. No, we won't. I'm going to keep it in. Anyways, keep going. Um, Sorry, Uh, just to interject before we continue. um, Kelly Catherine is asking if 
if that was an attempt at a Boston accent. <laughs> what do you mean an attempt? And she said that she's offended. I can do a Boston accent. I'm I'm no, sad. You yeah, you ready? <laughs> Yo, it's about that time to break forth the rhythm in the rhyme, right? That's right. Yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. See? Boston. The right stuff. I believe they call it Bean Town. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got one more Boston impression. You ready? It's more than a more feeling. Than a feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. When I hear that all time. You like that, Kelly? Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all dog following for Kelly? Oh, <laughs> what do you think now, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, pack your car, eh? <laughs> Go to the pack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. And again, sorry, one more comment before we leave. Sarah Miller, my fave, who keeps their diary in a locker? Right, Sarah? Right? She was asking for it. Team Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> she Sarah's, was asking for it. Sarah's the best. Okay. So we are out in the hallway. We have Toby, JT, Emma, and Manny, and they volunteered to sh- uh, Toby and Toby and JT volunteered to share a locker. They're arguing over who gets top, and blah 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 blah. Uh, we have Hazel and Terry following Paige, and Paige is complaining she has a mullet. Okay, so she's starting off. She's coming in hot in this scene. Like I'm going to be the most unbearable, unbearable ever. Terry asks what it is, and as they're walking, she says she sees a dude with a mullet who I sent a screen cap to, to the Narbos, uh, <laughs> my Narbos uh, co-host here. And Terry a- and says uh, it's a style of trailer dwellers and the fashion impaired. Yeah, and you know what else is? Crop tops with the word hottie on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, Paige's hair looks pretty much like it's always looked also agree with yeah, that. I see, I see no difference. Yeah. And also, I know more than one person right now that has a mullet and they're coming back in a fashionable, in a fashionable way. Honestly. I'm just saying. Uh, well, I so, mean, I'm not like, going to get one, but the people I know who have it, like, they look really cool and punky. Mm. Yeah. Paige wants, she wants to change her mullet. Unfortunately, she wants to kill that mullet and she needs to get her hair fixed with eighty dollars, and I think she has fifty dollars. But uh, she wants she won't she wants her parents want her to clean out the garage for thirty dollars, and she will not do it because it's dirty. And I noted what a peach because that's what Paige is. She calls it child labor, and then just fucking randomly, because they're walking down the hall, Craig just kind of appears and is like. There are laws against child labor. That's so weird. And Paige and Hazel so are like, weird. and they walk away, and it's like, what? Why? Why did this happen? And the, and then Hazel, Paige of course, like, okay, Mister News at five. <laughs> yeah, but Hazel, as they're walking away, is like, he's cute. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. also, Paige, the news comes on at six, not five. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, Paige, you dummy, you peach. Okay, so uh, Ashley catches up to the girls. And she's looking, She's. I noticed she's looking different. This. She's looking a bit more natural. Oh, give it some time. <laughs> There's more to come. Can't wait. I'm guessing it only gets better. Paige is mad because she didn't ask her about her hair. And Paige has gone pure supervillain here. I think, and Paige is a bit mad just like 
um, from last season when Ash yeah, was high and called her a double hag. Yeah, like <laughs> after Paige called Ashley a hag. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, so there's this is leftover anger from what happened at the end of season one. So Paige and Hazel walk away, but Terry is still wanting to be friendly with Ashley and is like, I'll give them time. And then they walk under what looks like a giant paper mache whale. <laughs> what? what is it? That they're putting in the foyer. Like, what is that? So like, random. Like, drop the Craig and his dad storyline. And let's talk about that fucking whale. Like, what's going on there? And no, no children seem to notice it. It's like, pan up, cameraman. What are you doing? Anyways. Yeah, I would love to hear any of our listeners' explanation with a fucking paper mache whale. I can't put it together. Like, I can't understand. Like, okay, in this scene, we need to be installing a big whale. That's all that makes <laughs> sense here. I'm just wondering, maybe it, it, it will make sense in future episodes. Like, maybe there will be a dance in a couple episodes that's, like, under the sea or something. I don't know. Whale of a time. <laughs> yeah, maybe it all makes sense. We don't know. Okay, so we have more pics of Joey and uh, Joey's daughter. And Craig comes over. And they're they're talking through the fence. And Craig says that he can't tell Joey that they, they're meeting. And I'm going, what is happening here? So, yeah, we so what, we're, what yeah. we're slowly establishing is that, you know, because the first time he was taking pictures of Angie, we didn't know that they knew each other. Now we know that they know each other. She knows who he is. They're friendly. And as the conversation carries on, you are given more information about the nature of their relationship, where Angie says... Daddy, that would be Joey, and her are going to visit Mummy and asks if he wants to come. So now we know that there's a relationship, like not they're not dating. Craig and Angie are not in a relationship, <laughs> but they're related. And yes, then he makes the promise not to tell Joey he came to see her, and uh, Angie gets called back to school, and Craig leaves, and Angie's teacher asks who he was, and she says it is her brother. Again, such a slow, <laughs> slowly evolving storyline and such a weird way to approach it. But we all know this is a Degrassi thing, right? Playgrounds, yeah. fences, strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like why couldn't they just have had Yan Moore at the start of this episode, like the, the, the part that they do before they run the opening credits with like a whiteboard being like, okay, look. <laughs> Joey, dead mom. <laughs> Cross them together, Angie. Then over here, dotted line, dead mom, lead singer of Headstones, Craig. <laughs> Got it? All right, on to season two. Whatever it takes. And then you just go from there. <laughs> so Toby has created the, we move over to Toby, and he's created the Isaac system. I'm Ugh. assuming. Yeah, I know. So we'll determine your best match, and um, yeah. So they're so what best is this match, like, like a, a dating? Matchmaking? Yeah, dating. Yeah. something. Maybe that's and what he used that giant eye on a stick for. I mean, I have <laughs> questions here. Like, how yeah. does he have the pictures? So he has the pictures of all the girls in the school somehow, some way, on this computer program, and he ranks them in terms of nice and cute 
factor, but he spells factor wrong. So I don't know. <laughs> so he's gathered photos of every woman in the school, girl, pardon me, which seems highly illegal. He has somehow put them into the school computer and built a program that rates every girl in the school on uh, three factors, uh, cool, cute, and nice. And there are also things like their grade, their homeroom, and says hi, which I'm assuming is just a yes or no. Do they say hi <laughs> when you speak with them? Uh, so how he has all this information about every single person, put it in the school computer, and this is a kind of program that would get you suspended. Yes. Fuck, isn't this how Facebook was created? Is this Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> yes, is that it what is. we're doing here? <laughs> yes. Like... yes. Uh, I um, think that's what they're saying. And then, of course, we get Terry chosen first. She rates a four for cool, which is weird because she hung hangs out with the cool kids. Like, poor Terry. She's rated, un like, unnecessarily low. A six for cute. Right? A ten for nice. Oh. Yep. Like, how, like, <laughs> I like how an adult put that on screen. Like, I understand that it's, you know, they're all acting, but, like, this is still a child who's on your set. And you're just like, oh, you're a six. <laughs> Come on. I know. Oh, totally. So rude. As long I as mean, you think I'm nice. And then she's like, she's like all sad and they're like, well, it's not me that said it. It's fucking Toby. <laughs> well, she's a model now, so yeah, I guess she got the last laugh. <laughs> so this is being done after school. Snake tells them, boys, go home. JT says, JT, I love his, uh, his self-confidence. He says, Terry's not my type. And uh, jo and Toby says, "Older, pretty, and uh, breathing." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Your type. And JT wants more of a challenge, so he scrolls down, and who does he pick? But Paige Michaelchuk with a, a match score of point zero three percent. JT puts on the shades and says, "The immortal words come to Papa," and. <laughs> And flickers his eyes, and he turns into a lizard face. I mean, to right. be fair, the Isaac system doesn't work anyway. Like, I don't think JT would have any chance with Terry either, even <laughs> though that's supposed to be his best match. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a fucking chance. Like, so, I don't see him matching with anybody. He's a fucking loser. Okay, we're in the graveyard, and Joey and Angela are there, and so this is Joey's ex or dead wife, and. Did you look? I kept looking at the headstone. It looked to say it seemed like the le the numbers were of birth to death was nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety nine. I'm guessing I saw that wrong because that would make this person sixteen years old. I'm guessing it was so, nineteen seventy three. Would be my guess. Okay. It yeah. Okay. That well that makes more sense. I'm gonna try and find it, but yeah, that, that's my guess for now. I mean, if not, then sorry that your 16-year-old wife died, Joey, that you had a child when she was 10. Well, the timeline is a little bit wonky, though, too. Like, we know that Spike is celebrating her 20-something birthday, mm -hmm. right? It was either the, the 28th, 29th, 30th, something like that. We learned in Mother and Daughter Reunion, I think Caitlin said she was 20 eight or 29 
Um, so they're all around the age of 30. So if you're th like theoretically, um, Julia Jeremiah would have been around the 30 year mark, let's say. Julia Jeremiah, date of birth, 1968. Oh. Died 1999. We hardly knew. <laughs> so how, how old is that? Literally. When she... Die. She would have been 34. No, sorry, okay, 31. So sorry, no, no, 34. Gee, is my math. 31. 31. Okay. And then Craig is what, 15? Yes. So she would have had Craig pretty darn young. Yes, with... <laughs> I mean, she went to a Headstones concert, and it was a good show, and she got <laughs> invited backstage. Like, I get it. It was a really good show. Yeah. But you are correct. Yes, she would have had Craig very young with good old Albert. Mm. Albie. Mm. Albie. Anyways, I well, mean... Well, actually, sorry. Get... No, no, no. Hold on here. Oh, my God. Well, no, I'm let's... let's math. Yeah, we're going to do the logic here, right? So Craig is 15 in 2002, because he wasn't 15 in 1999. So that gives a couple of more years, right? Okay. Oh so God. that takes him back to 1993... So that would have made her 25. Okay. Sure. I think. Anyways, okay, let's keep going. Enough. It's fine. It's fine. Welcome to the genealogy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the math podcast. I mean, it does make sense for her to be a little bit young when she had Craig and then get together with someone who wasn't a particularly great person. Like, that happens when you're young. Not that it doesn't happen when you're older, but, you know. Yeah, look at all you fuckers. Yeah. These are <laughs> yeah. all dicks. Bad choices. <laughs> Young people um, bad choices. Before we continue with our math and the graveyard, um, just a couple comments. Uh, Chrissy Flynn has shown up, who hey, some hey. of you might know is Barry's beautiful older sister. And she's asked us where Barry is. So uh, anybody care to uh, address that? Well, she wrote, I forgot he has a beaver thing or something, which you can take many ways. <laughs> Al, Al's like, yeah. let me at comment. That's exactly it. He has a beaver thing. Yeah, same old excuse. Barry, um, it's, like a, it's like a Boy Scout gathering at his place, right? Yeah. Be yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a real, like, for real. We're <laughs> not for real. He's a, he's a beaver leader or whatever, your scout leader, and they're having a virtual beaver camp thingy. I'm a beaver so. leaver, leader too, of sorts. You wish. <laughs> um, and Tyrell is in the house. Uh, hey. He he's given us some updates on the on the auction. Uh, they were auctioning off a Degrassi brick, so it, a brick of whatever school it was. And apparently it's going for over $500 right now. Holy Jesus, smokes. a fucking brick? Right. A brick. So it'll be wow. interesting to see who gets that one. I have some ideas, but we'll see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> um, okay, so what we have with the graveyard talk and Angela and Joey are talking about is mommy happy up in heaven? And Angela blurts out that Craig said, and Joey reacts and says, what? And then Joey says, Craig said, what? Who is Craig? And he knows Craig, obviously. But we hear, and Angela's not giving up the goods, but we hear a camera winding. And there is the scared rabbit again. And Joey sees Craig. 
Like, he goes, hey, Craig. Everybody sees him. Like, he's not fucking hiding at all. And what a fucking creep. Yeah, like, this is creepy. He sees him in plain sight. Like, he's not hiding. He doesn't doubt who did. And it's not even a question mark of, like, Craig? It's like, Craig. Like, hey. And he he runs, (laughs) runs off into the underbrush. It's like, oh, next time, Craig. Storyline's so bizarre. Why has, like, why does he have to be hiding and taking photos? Because he's not allowed to see Joey and Angela. Like, his dad won't let him. Also, let's face it, as we'll find out, like, Craig has some problems with dealing with things Craig's in fucked in healthy, the head everybody like that's healthy ways he's just yeah he's got issues Men. but I mean even with these in these two episodes like the sort of the you can the cracks in the foundation are already there like you can see them right like yeah he's not he's not all all super healthy mentally no and we go to the next place, which is uh, in the early 2000s and the 90s. I guess it was shorthand for this guy's a real social outcast kind of weirdo. We're in his dark room. There's no, I don't think there was any TV show or a movie where somebody's totally normal and they have a dark room. <laughs> Just my observation. <laughs> okay, so we have the dark room and then we have something totally normal. He's superimposing himself with Joey and Angela. So that's why he was in the graveyard. He's like, I'm going to steal your picture and then I'm going to insert myself into it like some kind of regular serial killer. It's so, fine. So again, and though, it'll like... it'll be the perfect family. Yeah, now again, just to remind everybody, like, Craig and Angie are brother and sister. Right? Like, they're... They have the same mother two different fathers and so craig wants to be with his sister and i guess with joey like i get if he's like i miss my sister i can't see her i don't know where joey falls into this equation but uh he does i i kind of you know made up some backstory that like when craig was like a little kid kind of thing and like he used to have like when when mum was in the picture you know, she had a better handle on being able to get Craig over there and do things together as a family and stuff like that. And probably his time that he spent over there was really happy. And then once his mom died, then, you know, his dad, like, put a kibosh on going over there kind of thing. And, of course, his life with his dad is not as happy. So I'm assuming that he has happy memories associated with spending time with Joey and his mom and Angela. And in the Degrassi world where there's no subtlety whatsoever, he has to have, yes, this big frame that he's made that says the perfect family with his face, like, <laughs> superimposed with the other two. Just to hammer it home. Fuck. Mm. Psycho. Yeah. Mm. That's like some Claude level psycho shit. Mm-hmm. And then his dad calls him for dinner and he takes oh. those photos down really fucking quick. Yep. Hey, sports. Are you ready to eat? They have a pretty kick-ass dinner, though, for the two of them. They got what was it? I didn't notice. Roast beef, mashed potatoes, and Yorkshire pudding. Feeling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm all over yeah. that shit. Feeling it. Yorkshire pudding's the bomb. It really is. So and good. that lasts for three, two, one, and then Craig speaks up and says, remember how mom used to make dot, 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 Hugh Dillon not having it. 
he's not happy at all and he stops and stares at him and it, he it reminds yeah. me of that scene in the rocky horror picture show and they're all like seated around the table and um frankenfurter wants them to like stop talking so he like 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 <laughs> shoves the electric knife towards them to get them to stop talking and it, it reminded me so much of that scene if anyone's a rocky horror fan i'm sure that you know what i'm talking about but yeah it was Hmm. <laughs> it made me chuckle. Yeah, he's doing the carving at the table with the old electric knife. Okay. The fancy house. So, uh, goes back to cutting and asks about his first day. He says he met Sean and, uh, oh, Hugh had a, had a message on the phone from one Joey Jeremiah. And, uh, yeah. We find out that uh, Craig's, by discussion, that Craig's mom left the surgeon for a car salesman. Well, and Hugh is not <laughs> the, having it. The way that this comes about, so there's a message from Joey. Hugh is not answering it. He's not going to call Joey back because he hates Joey. And then his dad, uh, when Craig asks if he's going to call Joey back, because Craig is like, what he's implying is, are you going to call Joey back, find out what I did, and beat the shit out of me? And his dad yeah. says, well, why would I do that? Why, just like, why would your mom leave for a, a surgeon for a used car salesman? And then I wrote, I immediately know the answer. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, we, we yeah. don't even know for sure, right? Like, obviously, this guy's grasp on life is not, you know, super healthy and whatnot. So I, I was like, well, I mean, maybe there was overlap we don't know or maybe julia left because of other reasons and then afterwards met joey and you know albert is projecting onto joey that that's why she left or whatever we don't actually know the truth at this point well and what's interesting here is we're going to establish over the course of this episode and the next that joey is unaware that that craig is getting the shit kicked out of him by his dad right and so i guess because you would think that if he did that with his wife, that Joey would know about that. Right. So instead, it was probably just, you know, a mental abuse from him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, just everyday mental abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Garden variety. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So we have JT and Project Page in the schoolyard. JT offers to go uh, carry her book bag and says, her wish is his command. Hazel mugged so hard that she probably need to go to the hospital after she did this. Because, <laughs> yeah. Paige says, uh, go back to your uh, girlfriend over there and leave me alone, which is kind of a bit, uh, yeah. She's referring to, Toby, referring to Toby. Referring well, to Toby. Toby still has this stupid fucking webcam thing. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Uh, so By Jay the way, I posted the photo in the group so you all know what I'm talking about. Um, the <laughs> eye coming out of the purse. Thank you. You're welcome. J J JT returns to Toby and says, the battle has just begun. Paige Michael Chuck will be mine. So, what? like, I don't know. This is... I mean, not... it's a pretty, like, straightforward, like, subplot for Degrassi, right? It's just... True. Kind of dumb. It's supposed to be funny, I think, but... Yeah, misses the mark a little bit. So I think they're in the music. They're in like the stage area, I think. So we cut to Ashley and she's doing some monologue about not being sure about herself or something like that. 
and she goes How off. Did, like, okay, like, we know that this school has five, four or five extra grades in it now. Mm-hmm. So, like, and they're just like Mrs. Kwan, the English class, is just able to get into the gym randomly. Like, where are all these extra grades having their classes? There's no gym class right now. Yeah, like the stage is in the gym. So if you're using the stage, and they're on the stage, the fucking lights are out except on the stage part. And as Arlo said, no one is using the gym in this overcrowded high school. (laughs) Like, Miss Kwan has a fucking classroom. It's like, oh, we can't do acting unless we're on the stage. Otherwise, it doesn't count. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and what even is again. what even is this assignment? Give an improv monologue about your inner thoughts. Like I don't. They're wearing fucking hats too. Like Craig comes up and he's wearing a Viking hat. <laughs> yep, totally normal. And then he's about to storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Craig comes up and he gives a speech and he's like. The universe is so big, and would anybody really give a shit if I disappeared? And I'm just nothing in this universe. And Miss Kwan's like, "Good job, Craig." <laughs> Next, like, not gonna, instead of <laughs> not going to call the guidance counselor, like this seems normal. Yeah, no red flag. This no red this... flags. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I actually wrote down what he said because I had no idea what it even meant, and I think he said, "I'm a subatomic blip in the temporal fabric of creation." Yeah, that's what kids say. I got it. Shut up, Craig. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we get, I think this is our third Heather Sinclair reference as she calls on Heather Sinclair to go next before we cut to the next scene. Yeah. And she comes down. We can see her waist below the waist as she's walking by. Yeah. Okay, go over to Emmy and Mana. Emmy Emmy Javers. Emmy and Uh, Mana. Emmy and Mana, Mana, <laughs> talking about Craig and Grade Nine. Get and I don't know. One of them is Grade Nine gets all the hotties. Gross. And Craig enters, and the girls get freaked out. And Craig goes over to Emma, and he really gets into this, and he says, "Didn't you recognize me? It was five years ago, and it was at the uh, our mothers made us dance." And Emma puts it all together. It was at the wedding. Um, whose wedding was this again? Joey's Joey, wedding? Yeah, Joey's wedding. Joey's yeah. wedding, yeah. Joey's wedding. Emma invites Craig over to come along babysitting to babysit Angela. And Spike is having a big party. So he invites, she invites Craig to come over. She's having a big party at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out the barrel. <laughs> yeah. We go over to the car, to the, to the car lot, Joey's car lot. And uh, he's talking to a couple of potential customers and says, says if he uh, if he sells them a lemon, he'll squeeze lemon juice into his eye, which is like, OK, sure thing. If that's your sales tactic, sure. And we have Albert Batman from behind and he just shows up and says, um, yeah, he knows about cars. And so he inserts himself into this conversation. Albert Craig's dad and Joey uh Joey wants to work it out between the two and uh, Angela misses Craig and Craig misses Angela. So, uh, yeah, Hugh is having none of this and 
gets in the car and peels out of there. Well, and he oh. says something like, well, we, we shouldn't be around each other or something. And it's like, which is why you drove all the way to the fucking dealership to talk to him instead of just calling him back. Well, because yeah. Because you, sh- you don't want to be around each other. Okay. And uh, the most important detail, Joey tells uh, tells Albert that Craig has been seeing Angela. Right, yes. he does it because his dad doesn't know that, and now he hears it from Joey, and that's when he peels out. Mm-hmm. Yes, not good, not good for Craiger. Okay, so we're outside a bodega. Uh, would you call it a bodega, a convenience store? I just want to be fancy. <laughs> I mean, yes, in Toronto we call them bodegas. That is correct. What the fuck? I can't wait to go to the No Frills Bodega. And get my groceries. <laughs> I have it uh, at Asterix next to it called Fancy Word. <laughs> so <laughs> JT and Toby and JT's eating a bag of Cool Ranch chips. It's uh, really important. And he's I think they're Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Would you they say chips and like Doritos? New, new at that time, too. <laughs> yeah, there's no Cool Ranch chips. Anyways, minor, oh, uh, minor point there. Carry on. You can put that in the bloopers on uh, IMDb. Ted said <laughs> Cool Ranch chips, but he actually meant Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about the Isaac system. J- JT has uh, no chance with, and it, he's going, okay, so we see Spinner, Paige, and Hazel pass by, and JT catches up with him, and he asks out Paige with no sense of self awareness. And I had okay a question. Doesn't Spinner date Paige? Wasn't that a thing? So I mean, they're not. Like they, they in in that dance episode, it was implied that that was happening. But then we've seen no fucking hint whatsoever over the course of the rest of season one that they were dating. And then here, yeah, they're walking together, and JT doesn't give a shit, right? Like he's just, (laughs) hey, Paige, like let's go out. Spinner doesn't care. He thinks it's funny. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, it feels like... he's encouraged her to date someone else or encouraged other people to date her more than once now, so... Yeah, like, um, I guess, spoiler alert, they're not dating yet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so JT gets shot down. The gang laughs and walk away, and JT still hammers down and says, In time. And Toby still has that stupid fucking webcam thing. <laughs> Never explained. It just bothers me. Like, couldn't... I feel like something was shot and it was just cut. Which is fine. Maybe it was crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it was. <laughs> uh, just to interrupt quickly to bring us up to speed on some of the comments. Uh, Tim is keeping track of the auction. The Brick is now up to $1,800. Holy jeez. I thought that was... um, I think the brick went. Isn't that an an autographed Zit Remedy photo? It's a signed Zit... Oh, right. Yes, sorry. Sorry, you're right. Uh, Signed Zit Remedy picture. It's almost $2,000. Oh, yeah. $1,800? Stacy and Pat are like, cha-ching. Yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Um, When we're done this episode, before we start the next episode, we're going to do an auction where we're going to autograph... A piece of loose leaf, and uh, <laughs> we will take bids. So, mm-hmm. narbles and broom heads. Get ready. 
Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this episode up. I can't wait for that. Ooh, we're almost there. All so right. the kid, the three, the, the the dream team of the three of them, Hazel, Spinner, and Paige, keep walking, and they start talking about back and forth. And what they come up with is that they should that Paige is going to date JT. They do a bet. Paige well, this for is thirty dollars. This is a little weird. So yeah. Paige asks if her rep has fallen so far because a loser like JT can ask her out, and Hazel says that. She could probably get JT to pay $30 and says an evening with Frodo is better than going through cobwebs in her parents' garage. So then Paige accepts the $30 and puts conditions on it. But we haven't established who's paying the $30. Now, in the end, it's a bet with Hazel. But they don't, like, flat out say it. So at first I was like, is she going to tell JT that he has to pay her $30? Like, how is this happening? But in the end, she's making a bet with Hazel, $30. Yes. And Hazel, at least in these first few episodes, is evil. <laughs> well, she did have to go to the hospital with that mugging of her face earlier. <laughs> so she's pretty pissed off about that. But in Canada, we have free health care, so she didn't pay anything for it, <laughs> which is good. Emma and Craig and Angela, and we're at Spike's house. So Joey shows up with a present. Um, it's Spike's birthday. It looks what like is- a kite. <laughs> a wrapped, a wrapped kite, mm-hmm. which no, is not how kite. kite. That is not how kites come. They come folded up, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's not a kite then. I guess not. What could it be? Artwork? Maybe it's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so Flat Patrick. So this is the birthday party, right? So Craig, Emma, Manna, Manny, and Angela are outside. Ah, you did it too. Manna and Angeli are outside drawing chalk figures on the sidewalk. And Spike and Snake walk out of Spike's house together. And you're like, oh, what's going on here? And we're going to find out soon. And she calls them all for dinner. And I think Yik is there, too. Yik is there. Um, and, in fact, and in fact, I think he's like, yeah, I'm like, so it's Spike and Snake and Yik and Joey. Because <laughs> we don't see anyone else credited as party guest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was. but Yeah, and so when Joey shows up, Angela runs over to him, but Craig is kind of trying to make himself as small as possible so that Joey doesn't see him, right? Well, we recognize that, like, all of these people were not friends in the original, but, like, I kind of buy it, because maybe not as much in Toronto, because people don't tend to move away from Toronto quite as much, but, like, I, I do kind of buy it, where, like, you have like a bunch of people that you went to school with and like everybody moves away and like the people who are left <laughs> kind of know each other and then get to know each other better over the following years because you're the ones who are left. Yeah. True. So I kind of buy it. Um, and Joey, apparently, so this <laughs> we've established this dinner, this birthday dinner is happening at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So not only is it this <laughs> early birthday dinner, but Joey is coming from a failed blind date at three o'clock apparently yeah in the afternoon so so he had like a blind date that was that i guess didn't work and he says it's because um snake asks how miss november was and joey says uh it was like she was miss november 1973 and fucking yick loves this joke and does a fist bump and uh yeah i just oh solid burn yeah 
Yes. Maybe it was uh, Candy Cupcakes or whatever that stripper's name was. <laughs> and then Snake says women of a certain age have a special appeal, and he puts his arm around Spike. So again, a little, dun, dun, dun. A little friendlier than we've seen them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. And Joey says it's like going out with my mother. And you're like, oh man. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Mrs. Jeremiah. Down straight. (laughs) Test breath, straighten, collar. (laughs) Don't steal from her, though. You get in big trouble. Joey is talking to Craig, and he says, you know, your dad doesn't really want you here. Joey says, like, I'm glad you're here, but your dad doesn't. And he tells Craig that his dad was at the dealership. And as soon as Craig hears that, he's like, oh, fuck. And And he takes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Spike, for the hot dog. A closer, Mrs. Nelson. So unlike Sean, who's like, hello, Christine. Uh, <laughs> he uh, actually addresses her properly and uh, is like clearly freaked out, clearly running away, clearly because he was told that his dad heard that uh, he was uh, seeing Angie. And all of these adults are like, see ya. Mm-hmm. Just let him go. To what's about to happen. Get home safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he does get home safe. Um, and that's true. And Ted, what happens when Craig gets home? Uh-oh, we have somebody sitting at the table looking I down. Wanna, I did want to say we do have this moment, which I thought was a really great moment right before Craig goes into the house. And you can kind of just see on his face this like trepidation of what to expect and like I was talking to my husband about it because we watched it together and he was an abused child and he was like I remember that feeling so vividly of like being outside your house and like putting your hand on the doorknob and having no idea if it was going to be okay or if it was going to be fucked up and I thought that like they captured that really well in that moment it was just like a, a brief moment right before we get into it. But like I just the that look on his face, I thought was just a, a great moment that they captured. And Ted, was it OK or was it fucked up? Let me check my notes. Mm, it was fucked up because Greg goes in the house. We have Albert sitting at the table looking down. Craig goes down to the dark room and it is totally destroyed albert comes down before albert comes down craig goes downstairs and he sees his room and albert is sitting at the table with his head like in his hands looking down and all of a sudden he fucking puts his head up like he's the fucking terminator like (laughs) jesus yes yeah like yeah this is awful this is not good yeah, so he goes down and the place is destroyed and this is a shoot. So he starts beating up Craig, hits him and Craig goes down and uh yeah, he's put he's pushed to the ground, starts with in on the work in the ribs, the rib kicks and kick kick kick, punch 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 and uh yeah, we focus in on the smash lens and that's the end. To be continued. Uh, I yeah. I thought the scene was brutal. Yeah, this is brutal. Like, <laughs> um, I was watching it this afternoon, and to be fair, I was switching 
long story, but I was switching between watching this and watching Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. And I got mixed up and I thought this was Breaking Bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, this that's horrific. Sense. I'm laughing, but it's hor- horrific that that. <laughs> know, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's probably going to shoot him in the head next. And then I realized it was Degrassi. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, uh, this is bad. Yeah, his dad is not only pissed about the Joey visit and the Angie visit, but he's also found the photo of the My Perfect Family. So it also establishes mm. that he saw that as well. So, whew, yeah, and then they focus on the smash camera lens, and we'll see what happens next week, everyone. And, you know, if this was the old Degrassi, we'd get like on the smash camera. Happy, happy, happy. So when he's beating up Craig, like he's like, I work my ass off for you. What do I get in return? I get lies. And then he says, like, does he say, I get dick? Because that's what I heard. I, that's what I thought he said, too. He's like, I get dick. And I was like, did they really? Did they? Or am I mishearing? Well, I mean, he says, I worked my ass off for you. So, like, they're not, they're not, you know, like, they're they're going with the language here. I guess so. I'm shy on the profanity. Yeah. Huh? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough one. Yeah. Part one. That's it. And that's the end, right? That's the end of part that's one. That's the end. Yeah, yeah. People, I'm, I'm reading a lot of uh, comments on the Degrassi fandom page about this was a hard episode to watch. The beatings were too much. Uh, but people are saying this is one of the greatest episodes that they did. Um, what is this? Who's T-Nick? I don't know. That's some other thing. Anyways, someone wrote in big capital letters, Prince. Like, was he in this? <laughs> Just Prince. That's the comment. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Oh, another person wrote, I love that song by Prince. So, and then, <laughs> yeah. and, and then here's my favorite comment. Someone wrote, I have to say, this was one of the most horrifically done episode articles ever. So they criticized the actual fandom entry. So that's great. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. a deeper level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Ted, what do we have coming up in a few short minutes for everybody listening live tonight and in a few short days for everybody listening to the podcast? Oh, we have a When Doves Cry, part two. So we'll all be here. You'll be here. Well, you wouldn't know if you weren't here listening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I've been Ted, and we're going to wrap this this baby up. And uh, yeah, you can follow me and say Wah three. Who's that? Uh, who's that guy? That guy everybody loves. What's that guy's name? Craig. No, so Alan. sexy. Oh, <laughs> what a dreamboat! Hey, cutie. Uh, at slip with five eyes on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok and follow the podcast at Narbos Podcast on Twitter. Arlo, what's up with you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And Courtney. Hey. Um, yeah, Courtney.1293. Uh, just one last uh, check-in with the comments. Uh, when we were talking about Tyrell's uh, design of Thirsty Radich, some guy named Corba Corba chimed in and said, Oh. Can ah! you refresh my memory? Who came up with that character? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, James. It's our podcast. Uh, Corba Corba's like, I got two words for you. Royal tease. So, yes. Shout out to James, who likely came up with the character. but Absolutely came up with him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay. Absolutely came up with them. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Uh, Timmy Folly T just said Shaft. I'm not sure why. Um, did All right. we Shaft him? All right. Let's do the thing where Courtney and Arlo, you say bye, and we'll end the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. fine. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Well, bye. Yeah.